0: Hello, how do you do? Health and the Holidays podcast with me, Ross Young. If you're first time listening or tuning in, how it works is live on Twitch. Um, I'm on Twitch TV if you go to twitch.tv forward slash ribsyoung. Um, And you can come on and watch me live, just mess about with a video game. As I have a wee chat for roughly about half an hour. Um, also, the podcast will be available live tomorrow once it gets uploaded onto all your usual um, podcast platforms. So you can get that tomorrow. So if you come on live, guys, you can ask questions, uh, have a wee chat about anything. And how I generally work is I go between sort of talking about health and fitness goals, um, health and fitness related stuff, and then other things that interest me such as uh, travel, food, football, games, whatever. Um, so today guys, what the main subject is going to be, is going to be um sleep, sleep myths, I'm going to debunk some sleep myths, so uh, i done an article on our website a wee while ago, uh, 15 sleep myths debunked uh, and this came from an interview from two doctors, uh, Rebecca Robbins and David Rappaport who uh, done an interview and debunked these sleep myths that people go so I've actually been studying sort of sleep the effects that sleep has on your, your health for a while now so when it came to listening to this interview there wasn't a great deal that was new to me so I kind of figured it was just stuff that everybody know but once I shared that a lot of people were like oh we don't know all this stuff so I sometimes when you're in the industry you forget that you no know, everybody's constantly reading stuff or watching stuff or studying or taking courses on health and fitness. So. You just assume that everybody sort of knows what's going on when the truth is they don't. So I day will do is get a wee quick run through um, some of the, I'll not go through them all, but we'll go through some of the bigger ones that probably people, the mistakes that people are making um, that are probably preventing them from getting a good night's sleep and hopefully by the end of it you will um, be able to get a better sleep. So. The first one that they went over was go to bed. Um, so the myth was watching TV before you go to bed helps you relax, helps you get to sleep. But completely false. The, the blue light and sort of all your electronics is actually a way to. It, it's actually a way to help you wake up. It sort of imitates uh, sunlight. So. When you're sitting at night watching stuff on your phone, like I'm, I'm still bad for it to this day. I've got a pretty good sleep pattern, but I'm pretty bad for sitting on my phone, um, watching um, wee YouTube videos or whatever um, before before I go to bed, which obviously doesn't help. But um, doesn't it generally stoke me from actually getting asleep? But a lot of people that's probably the problem. I mean, I've been sort of in the same sleep routine for, for years so I, I, I don't really, I, I, I go to bed no matter what a day I sort of go to bed at the same time and fall asleep quite easily and then I got up at the same time no matter what a day. So but for most people if you are really struggling to get to sleep that's probably something that that would help you actually putting that off. Maybe just listening to something, get a wee audio on or something, or read an actual book with the, um, the blue light turned off. You can do it doing a wee bit and that would help. One of the other things that they, they spoke about, and this one I think is a really important one, guys, and it's uh, drinking, drinking alcohol before bed will improve your sleep. So you might actually think, or you've heard that having a wee a wee beer at night or a wine or something helps you get a better sleep or you may have noticed yourself that when uh, you've had a drink, you've had some alcohol at the weekend or whatever, that you end up crashing out and you get a big long sleep, you maybe sleep for 8-10 hours so you're thinking that that's probably a good thing but what's actually happening guys is the alcohol actually prevents your your brain from going through all the processes that it would normally do when when it sleeps. It's more like um you're getting well, you're getting Vinny's book Um Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker which by the way I would recommend absolutely everybody reads regardless if you're interested in improving your sleep or interested in health and fitness. It's an absolutely brilliant book just about how we rely on sleep, what what it's all about um, and it goes through all like, the benefits f- for children, um, all the sort of diseases and, and impairments that it causes when you don't get sleep, so it's really really interesting, but what he says is for people that actually drink so much, like if, if they have get maybe a drinking problem or they drink pretty much every night and they don't get this full sleep, they miss out in the, the phases of sleep that actually help repair your brain. So what happens is this just builds up over time. Um I don't know if you've ever like experienced maybe you've had a big weekend, you've been on the booze for a couple once the, the alcohol starts sort of getting out of your system, say the Monday, Tuesday, you start having all these really crazy, crazy dreams and they're really, really vivid. That's because your brain is trying to catch up on the sort of sleep that you miss out on, this REM sleep or these dreams. Now, according to the book, they still don't really know the full extent of why we actually have these dreams and why we have like the REM sleep and all that but they just know that it's vitally important you have it so vital that if you have been addicted to alcohol or whatever and no getting sleep for so long they, they reckon that that's why you start hallucinating and stuff and when you're awake because these sort of this process still has to happen even though you're awake so if you're not getting to sleep it just starts having these sort of REM dreams while you're actually awake which is pretty fascinating Um, so don't be having a drink before bed if you think like it's going to not cute and it's what helps you get a good sleep you're not actually getting the benefits of sleep that way so you really actually want to avoid that alright so um, what else have we got here if you can't sleep, the, what they talked about as well is if you can't get to sleep, you shouldn't just lie in bed and actually try and get to sleep. I don't know if this has ever happened to you before, for whatever reason. You can't get asleep, so you just lie there and then you start thinking about stuff and you start getting sort of agitated and a bit anxious, just a bit not being able to get to sleep, and maybe feel your heart rate going up a bit. Um, so. This was one of the things they were mentioning, like if this is happening you, you should just try and get up, um, go and do something, even if it's just for a wee 10-20 minutes, go and just take your mind off the fact that you can't sleep, and one of days just can you doing a bit, and this is actually something I started doing, There's, like, sometimes it helps me when I nap, like, I'll nap quite a lot um, during the day, but I can go for a wee quick nap, 10 minutes, and then wake up just fully awake, and ready to go. But, if it happens to you at you night, know, I'll get up and just go down and lie on the couch. And, it's just sort of, I get out of bed, go and lie on the couch, and then, after a wee 10-20 minutes, i will hang down there, I'll maybe nod off, and then all the just get back up to bed, and then I'm actually fine. So, don't lie in bed, just worrying that you kind of get to sleep, and then you start thinking about just, I think about all crazy stuff, don't you? Everything that's going on in your life and then you start stressing about other stuff. And it just makes getting to sleep even harder in the long term. So, if you can't sleep, get up out your bed uh, and go and do something for a wee 10-20 minutes. Take your mind off it and you should be alright by the time you come back. Uh, Another one that says is many adults need 5 hours of sleep. this is another one, when when I first started getting into business for myself, you sort of, you want as much sort of time as you can to be working on your business, especially when it goes to being your, your full time job, and uh, you want to sort of put as much into it as possible, but I started listening to all these online sort of gurus and business people and that and they're talking about how they get by on five hours sleep and everything else so you start thinking like that's the way you should be doing it But not only does it absolutely run you into the ground but after again reading through these books the consequences of actually not getting enough sleep are absolutely they're, they're terrifying some of them so once I read that book, that was a vow I made that I would always try and get my full night sleep. So now, it's the one thing that I prioritise above everything else is making sure I get enough sleep. And I honestly, I of I recommend enough going out and reading some books on sleep. It'll open your eyes to things and make you really want to, to change things. And I know not everybody can get sleep, like if you've got children or whatever, and it makes things really difficult for you. but uh, I would try my best to get it. They recommend getting sort of 7.5 to 8 hours per night. So we sleep in sleep cycles at 1.5 hours. So um, if you say want to get 7.5 hours then what you would be doing is try to get 5 sleep cycles. 5, 1.5 hour sleep cycles would be your 7.5 hours and that should be suffice, but when you sleep less than six hours um, there there were doing studies on your reaction times when it comes to your your driving, so if you are sleep deprived you're getting under uh, six, it's either six or five hours sleep then you have the reaction times of somebody who is like four times over the alcohol limit when it comes to driving. So basically being sleep deprived can be just as bad um, as being drunk when it comes to driving. And that's quite a scary thought because thinking how many people are going to work, are out in the roads absolutely shattered. But there's no way to test sort of, somebody's sleep. You can test their alcohol consumption but you can't test if they've actually been sleep or no. So, like if you pull somebody up for crashing or something you kinda go, oh how much, prove to me how many nights, how many hours sleep you've had. So that's quite a scary thing because you can't, eh, uh, there's no way to actually know that and it's hard to even know like if you are sleep deprived, like you don't really know yourself. It's also one of the things that's going to be different because the book does talk about how there is a very small percentage of people who actually thrive on sort of less sleep, but it's a very small portion. Just to, it's just the same as anything else, isn't it? Like there's always outliers in every field and everything that just they go against the grain of you know, what's normal, but. I wouldn't want to try and find out if I'm one of the people, I would rather just get to sleep and the with my life, so try and set aside a good eight hours each night to get your sleep, seven and a half of you actually sleep and then a wee half hour you actually get to sleep is what's recommended, half an hour, Matthew Walker talks about half an hour of downtime or sleep time where you just sort of settle down, turn everything off and going away with your life. Um, what else we got, team? So... Exercising before bed. We talked about this as well. Um, How you shouldn't sleep. And You shouldn't exercise like an hour before you're planning on go to bed because you'll be too hyper. They, they say actually it should be up to about four hours, but um, if you're one that wants to work out at night, it's maybe your only chance to actually get to sleep. To get to work out, and it's a few hours before bed, then it's going to be really difficult. But what I found, I used to do a class at like eight o'clock at night. I used to do a double class from eight to ten, and that's what I always found. Like that night, I could never get to sleep. I was just far too awake. Um, eventually just stopped in the classes because I couldn't sleep it was too um, it was too hard to get to sleep, I was just pure wired. and by the time you come home as well get something to eat and then get a shower and everything, you're pure wide awake so if you can, you might to sort of work out as early as possible so that (coughs) you're no um, hyper and can't get to sleep but again guys just like with everything there's uh, no one size fits all that's gotta work for everybody. Uh, another one guys and this is a good one actually is eating cheese before bed gives you nightmares. That's one you I, I imagine sorta of everybody's heard at some point. Um and <laughs> I used to think that myself and it's, I actually used to test it because like, sometimes I'll come in for work and get myself like a wee pizza or something and then, I just, I don't know why I do it because then I end up just going straight to bed right after it but poor greed in it but um I and then I, just, I used to always find that I would have like mental dreams after I've done that but um. I think it's more, I don't think it's the cheese that gives you nightmares, I think that it's more that it just kind of can upset your stomach um, a wee bit, that actually causes you then to have a bit of a worse night's sleep than you normally would have, but another one is uh, when you're too warm, you are, um, if you ever have sort of find yourself having bad dreams, it tends to be because you're um, too warm at night, so you ideally want to have a ah a cooler room. Sorry if I'm just stuttering here, just the game up I'm having a wee boss fight here and uh, having to concentrate a wee bit. So I'm just gibbering away a wee bit. That's why. I feel you're listening on the podcast, you're probably wondering what the hell is going on. But, um, aye. So, you want to have a wee, wee bit of a room temperature, um wee bit of a cooler night, cooler bedroom, so that you can actually get to sleep. So, I would rather be much colder in my bed then than roasting. Cause you can always you'll always heat up, don't you? Uh, when you're in bed but if it's too warm you just well, for me anyway I just find that you kinda get to sleep. And uh, there's nothing not worse than being and been roasting in your bed and then not been able to get to sleep but, um, did do where else we got guys, oh, hitting the snooze button is better than getting up, this was the the myth that they've been bugging, so this is one that I really tried to change after, after sort of studying a wee bit more about sleeping up so when you get up in the morning guys and the wee sort of alarm goes off what you want to do is try and just get right out of bed then and there, you don't want to hit the snooze button because what's going to happen is you're going to go back into another sort of sleep cycle so when you wake up if you're doing the sort of um, 15, uh, the, the sleep cycle trick that I mentioned earlier what's going to happen is you're going to um, wake up in the lightest part of your sleep so, you're going to um, wake up light part of sleep but then when you hit that snooze button what you're doing is essentially going back to sleep so from being in the light part of sleep and waking up you're then going back into um, sleep again and then when the alarm goes off you're getting woke up in a sort of deeper state, uh, stage of sleep that's why you probably find that when you day snooze the alarm it's much actually. It's actually much harder to get up second time around than it was the initial time because you're going into a deeper, deeper sleep uh, sleep cycle. So if you set your alarm guys back sort of ninety minutes for when you're going to get up, and you stick to it, you'll wake up in a nice uh, sort of light sleep phase which then means it's so much so much easier to actually wake up and um, then by you just get up by by hitting that sort of snooze button it then uh, puts you right back in so don't do that guys try and just get straight out of your bed once that alarm goes off try and just get straight out of your bed get back on back home with your day. Even if it's a wee bit earlier than that you would think, like if I'm sure you've probably done this as well. This is something I've always been bad for but like say your due to get up at say seven o'clock and then your alarm goes off. And it's ten A You oh no, I need to get up then you wanna try and get that extra wee ten minutes Sleep timing, so you sort of go straight back to bed, and again you're just sort of falling into that sleep cycle again. Whereas what you should do is actually just get out your bed and have an extra wee ten minutes on your day, um, and then that will stop you again getting back into the sleep cycle, and actually making it more difficult for you to get back up again Um another one they went over guys and this is one that is probably quite Im- important to actually to think about um and it's that you can just become a morning person so there's this thing that I get up really early every morning so um between four and five o'clock every morning that's me up and getting on with my day. And people a lot of times say to me, How can you get up at that time? I wish I could get up at that time, so I gave them sorta of some tips on how to get up what'll make it easier. Uh, but the truth is that not everybody's actually I'm going be a morning person, some people are just biologically uh, mere night owls so their sort of natural circadian rhythm means that they're going to be mere awake at night and tired in the morning no matter what the day, so if you try to force yourself to get up early then it's going to be really really difficult and I see that quite a lot with clients that will come let's see, all my work gets done as early in the day as possible so, I'll get clients. Maybe I've only got slots at six o'clock, and I'll get clients when I start with me, so they start coming at six o'clock. And they just don't last because they cannot get up and they just cannot get into a routine um, to actually get up at that time, and it's just because they're probably not programmed to, to actually do it. So, it's much easier for certain people to actually just get up um, in the mornings than it is for others, which is. It's just normal again, and it like no everybody's going to be the exact same. But um, that's pretty much it for the day, guys. That was just complete rambling on there, winter. I've uh, <laughs> I normally play a different game. Where I on this, that takes absolutely zero, um zero concentration like it doesn't really matter but what I'm doing here is I'm actually doing a a run through of The Last of Us 2 and I've got a pair of my death settings on to try and get a trophy which means that if I die I get fired back like between 45 minutes to eight. it can be anywhere between 45 minutes hour of the game I need to go and replay so I'm actually I was a wee bit too focused on it there than I normally would be, so I think for the next podcast, I'll just go back to playing a game that I need absolutely zero interest, anyway guys, if you've made it this far, get me followed on social media, you've got Instagram, I'm at, at roshyoungfit, you can check out our website at healthandholidays.co.uk, again you can find us on Twitch guys, slash twitch.tv forward slash ribsyoung and ribsyoung24 and outside of the podcast you can come on here and catch me streaming other games and just have a wee chat. that's it for now guys, I shall catch you later I'll try and improve this next time see you later on